The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a man named Lazarus who lived in the village of Bethany with two sisters, Mary and Martha, and he was ill. It was the same Mary, the sister of the sick man Lazarus, who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. The sisters sent this message to Jesus, Lord, the man you love is ill. On receiving the message, Jesus said, This sickness will end not in death, but in God's glory, and through it the Son of Man will be glorified. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was for two more days before saying to the disciples, Let us go to Judea. The disciples said, Rabbi, it is not long since the Jews wanted to stone you. Are you going back again? Jesus replied, Are there not twelve hours in the day? A man can walk in the daytime without stumbling, because he has the light of this world to see by. But if he walks at night, he stumbles, because there is no light to guide him. He said that, and then added, Our friend Lazarus is resting. I'm going to wake him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he is able to rest, he is sure to get better. The phrase Jesus used referred to the death of Lazarus. But they thought that by rest he meant sleep. And so Jesus put it plainly. Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, because now you will believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, known as the twin, said to the other disciples, Let us go too and die with him. On arriving, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb four days already. Bethany is only about two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to sympathize with them over their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus had come, she went to meet him. Mary remained sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, he will grant you. Your brother said Jesus to her, will rise again. Martha said, I know he will rise again at the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, even though they die, they will live. 
and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who was to come into this world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in a low voice, The Master is here and wants to see you. Hearing this, Mary got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were in the house sympathizing with Mary saw her get up so quickly and go out, they followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Mary went to Jesus, and as soon as she saw him, she threw herself at his feet, saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The sight of her tears and those of the Jews who followed her, Jesus said in great distress with a sigh that came from straight from the heart, Where have you put him? They said, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And the Jews said, See how much he loved him. But there were some who remarked, He opened the eyes of the blind man. Could he have not prevented this man's death? Still, reached, still sighing, Jesus reached the tomb. It was a cave with a stone to close the opening. Jesus said, Take the stone away. Martha said to him, By now he will smell. This is the fourth day. Jesus replied, Have I not told you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I knew indeed that you will always hear me, but I speak for the sake of all those who stand around me, so that they may believe it was you who sent me. When he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, here, come out. The dead man came out, his feet and hands bound with hands, bands of stuff, and a cloth round his face. Jesus said to them, Unbind him, let him go free. Many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what had happened believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord.
It was a Monday, a beautiful day in spring. And mum and dad had been at a funeral in the Anglican church in my hometown. And they were walking with another couple away from the church. And dad said, I'm sick of funerals. I've been to too many lately. I don't want to go to any more. He said, I've got some things I want to do in the garden and then I want to go white baiting. He crossed the road, grabbed his chest, looked at mum and fell down. They tried to call the priest, but the priest had left for Christchurch about an hour before. It was in the hospice one day. I'd been to see someone. And as I was leaving, as I often did, I was giving the nurses a bit of cheek and getting some back. And one of them said to me, actually, someone else has come in. We don't know if they're Catholic, but whatever. Would you mind seeing them? They really need someone to talk to. And I said, no, that's fine. So they went and checked and came back and says, yes, he is a Catholic and he would like to talk to you. So I went in and this man started to tell me his story. He'd grown up in Northern Ireland where there was the, the hatred between the Catholics and the Protestants. At the age of 18, he left Northern Ireland and walked away from the practice of his faith. And here he was in the hospice, dying. He'd just arrived, he wasn't going anywhere fast, and so it was a really good conversation. So he says, tell me about your, your life. And so he talked about his wife and children and, and grandchildren. And he, he talked with them about them so lovingly. And I says, oh, it sounds as if you've always, you know, tried to live as a man of love. And he said, he talked a little bit more about that. And he says, you know, I've always tried to treat others like I'd like to be treated myself. And I said to him, but, but you know, Jesus said that. That's straight from the Gospels. Treat others like you'd like to be treated yourself. And he says, no, did he really say that? And so we talked about that. And then he talked about his involvement in com the community and, and helping other people. And after a while, he said, you know, I've prayed every day. And I says, tell me about your prayer life. And he told me about this rich prayer life, how he had been journeying with Jesus all the days of his life. I said to him at last when he'd finished, so why are you so uptight? You know, St. John says, God is love. And those who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And that's been what's happening all the days of your life. You've had this beautiful relationship of love in your family. You've loved your neighbor as yourself, as the Lord asks us to. You've kept your relationship with the Lord. I said, sure, you've walked away from a dysfunctional church that you saw in Northern Ireland, and it's a pity that you weren't able to 
to journey with the church in your years here, but you've kept the faith. You've kept that relationship of love with God, neighbour and self. Often when I'm seeing people who haven't been near for the church for a long time, I don't rush them into the sacraments of anointing or reconciliation. And so we just prayed a little prayer and I gave him a blessing and said, look, I'm in every day if you'd like me to call again. And he says, yeah, I'd really like that. So I went away feeling quite pleased with myself. The next day I went into the hospice and asked to see him. And the nurse said, oh, but he died last night. And my heart sank because I hadn't anointed him and I hadn't offered him the sacrament of penance, reconciliation, confession. But the nurse carried on and she says, but we went in after you left last night. And the man said, that priest will never know what he did for me. For me, it was the great lesson that the mercy of God is abundant. It's there, offered to us in so many different ways. Just as there wasn't a priest when Dad died, just as me, this priest, didn't offer this man uh, the sacraments of anointing and, and um, reconciliation, still the mercy of God was there. And that's the important thing for us to remember. And I think it's the lesson that Martha and Mary had to learn. What Jesus wanted to turn to the what Jesus wanted to teach the disciples as well. He didn't rush straight away to be with Lazarus when he heard that he was sick. He waited. So it was four days after Lazarus had died before he got there. Why is this important? Well, yesterday the New Zealand bishops wrote a letter to you, the, the people of the church throughout New Zealand. We talked about our inability due to the lockdown to offer the sacraments of anointing and reconciliation and our inability at this time to join with you in person to celebrate Eucharist with and for you. It's a real heartache for us priests, just as it's a real heartache for you not having access to the sacraments in the way that we normally do. But in these days, as we've seen some amazing things and heard some amazing things from Pope Francis and his love for the sick, and particularly those who are affected by the COVID virus around the world, the Church has given us the opportunity of, of receiving a plenary indulgence. And on the diocesan website, or the, uh, my Facebook page, or the diocesan Facebook page, you'll find that letter. And it talks again about this special way of getting in touch with the mercy of God. The mercy of God that always wants to unbind us, that always wants to set us free. You see, the sacraments or the indulgence that's being offered, these aren't just formulas. They're channels of God's grace 
that always point us to the source of that grace, to God himself, to his Son, Jesus Christ, who is the face of the Father's mercy, to the Holy Spirit of God that is, dwells in our hearts and wants us to free us from those things that bind us. So while we can't have our access to the sacraments, we, like Mary and Martha, look to Jesus who calls himself, I am the resurrection and the life. When we think of how freely he gave his mercy to so many people, we too should realise that that's for us. It's that his mercy is for us, no matter what our circumstances. He just wants us to turn to him. I think sometimes we can turn the sacraments into a bit of a formula. We go and we get forgiveness, but we don't change our lives. That's not helpful. Just as not going to the sacraments, the special means that Jesus gave us, isn't helpful either. Rather, it's both and. We recognise that we're a work in progress. And as we receive mercy from Jesus, so we're called to be mercy to each other, merciful to each other. We too are called to be the faces of God's mercy. And we think of that mercy of God, that whether we are living or whether we are dead, always looks on each one of us in love. And to each one of us, as he did to Lazarus, Jesus calls us by name. Lazarus, Stephen, Mary, John, come out, be unbound, go free.